The Spurs take on the Phoenix Suns tonight, and let's go ahead and applaud the newest members of the Basketball Hall of Fame. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. We're here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, the Spurs, uh, the season is uh, winding down super fast. They got a game tonight versus Phoenix. We're going to go over that game. It's on the schedule, people. We, we got to do it, all right? But we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll try to preview tonight's contest versus the Suns and then dive into the big, big news uh, the San Antonio Spurs will be dominating another class heading into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Popovich, TP, Pal Gasol, Becky Hammond, they're all going in. We're going to talk about them and some angles. Some like you know, Why some of them are in now, perhaps some were long overdue. Is one a first ballot Hall of Famer? And much, much more right here on Locked On Spurs. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Who is joining me today right here on Lockdown Sports? He's back, everybody. He got a great, great reception on his debut, so we decided to ask him back. He is Nick Mantis. He's formerly worked as a sports anchor over at KTXS in Abilene and in my old stomping grounds and his old stomping grounds now in Lansing, Michigan, and WLNS TV for three years covering Michigan State and the University of Michigan. Welcome back, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. You got a lot of applause after your debut, man. <laughs> Kudos. I I am absolutely just you know floored with uh, with appreciation because uh, you know you, before I came on last time, you told me that uh, you know Spurs fans will definitely be uh, very weary of uh, things you say and, and let you have it if you, if you don't come correct. So I had to make sure I had everything in front of me, had all my research in, and, and I'm glad to be back and glad to have such warm reception from uh, such uh, wonderful fans and, and not just of your podcast, but of the Spurs organization. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow him on Twitter right now, everybody, at Nick Mantis. It's N-I-C-K underscore M-A-N-T-A-S. By the way, I did ask him before we recorded if I was pronouncing it right. I felt bad the last time you were on, Nick. I said, "Yeah, it's not an A. There's not an I in right, there." Right, 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 like, right. So, Mantis or Mantas? So it's it, I'm Greek, and so it technically it's Mandas is how you say it in Greek. Uh, but uh-huh. you know, since it's all you know been Americanizer, but it just says Mantis. So it's just it's yeah. fine, just Mantis, Nick Mantis. So, at at a friend of mine, uh, well, roommate of mine, and mm-hmm. uh, out in New York City, and he's Greek as well, and he. Um, and you know he have this story. He would always tell me, "Hey, because he played college ball, and he would say, "Hey, when I was in college, they would say, "Oh, pass it to the Greek guy." And then after he graduated, he continued his pro career in Greece. He played oh, wow. for a uh, for a Euroleague team in Greece. And then there, now mind you, he's Greek, just like you, hundred mm-hmm. percent Greek. And over there, they said, "Hey, pass it to the American." So uh. <laughs> he, he said he can never win in this situation, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's how it goes. Uh, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right, so Nick, we we got to do it. We got to look at tonight's game. I know mm-hmm. everybody; it's on the schedule. You know the season's already over. It's a wrap. Nevertheless, Spurs Suns tonight. Hey, hey, Nick, they won in yeah. overtime versus the Kings, no, no less. But you know, with again development being the key for these last few games, uh, what do you want to see tonight versus the Suns? I'd say. More of that development, um, 
you know, like like we've mentioned, you know, huge win uh, over over the Kings and with the overtime win, you see that, you know, guys like uh, Julian Champagne who got that twenty six points in, in the overtime win, most points by a two wing two way rookie, uh, an absolute amazing performance from him. Guys like Doug McDermott, you know, just the the shooting performances from these guys. Champagne went sixty four percent from the field. Four threes, four from five from the line. I mean, this this guy was was really uh, like we've been mentioning. Is it's right now? It's an audition for these younger guys. How can you show that you have an opportunity, you have a spot as you move forward throughout the rest of these last four games, and, and having an opportunity to go up against another talented team like this, like the Suns? It, it, it gives you know guys like Champagne and other guys more of the mm-hmm. development and more of the excitement of these younger talent. To, to really show out when it comes to offensively. We know defensively there have been struggles throughout across the NBA this entire year. Offensively, can you really push it? Can you, you know, be able to hang with, you know, a, a team like the Suns that likes to put up big numbers and unfortunately not play a lot of defense either? So right. this this mm-hmm. could have the possibility, if you have a performance like you did against the Kings, to be another type of shootout. And, and, and if it comes down to that, you know, it'll be interesting to see the the last uh, couple of minutes of of this upcoming game against the Suns if the Spurs can really push it when it comes to hanging with a talented team like the Suns. I do like the fact that the uh, Spurs get themselves a uh, team uh, that is at full power. You know, with Kevin Durant back, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Paul, Booker. I, I, even though we look, we know what likely the outcome is going to be. Yeah, but nevertheless. To give this young team experience against a power team like the Suns, I want to see. Trey Jones face again off against a CP3. I yeah. want to see, you know, uh, you know, whoever they put on Booker, a young kid, Katie Bates, yeah, whoever, you know, take on Booker and try to slow him down. Uh, the big guys in the middle, you know, Aiton, you, you know, let, you know, C- Collins keep on continuing his path to get back comfortable into the NBA yeah. after being out for so many uh, long years uh, with the, uh, with the injuries. So I like that, you know, sure. You know, maybe, you know, the outcome might be another bloodbath for the Spurs, but nevertheless, hey, if the Spurs can get that experience going into uh, the offseason, uh, plus, look, Trey Jones, a triple-double. This yep. is the Kings, his first, so that's really good. Moods are high. And and they're, and what I like about it, too, is sure, you 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 want to see your Devins and your Keldas and your Jeremy Sohans play. But with them gone um, in, in the recent games, you're seeing, as you mentioned, an audition for these young guys, Champagne. Uh, even a guy like Dominic Barlow, mm. you know, out of, out of overtime elite. You, so, so to get these guys minutes against a quality team like Phoenix, uh, you you look at tonight's game, and the Spurs are now uh, at twenty wins. Uh, Vegas had them at winning around 21, 22 wins, so they're right on pace for that. But despite the fact that they are locked into one of the three worst records, sliding them into one of those fourteen percent uh, slots, they every win still does hurt. It's right. weird. I right. think. Nick, how do you how can you explain that to the uh, listener? Even though they're locked in, would yeah. still hurt as far as a chase for number one. Right. So it's that fourteen percent in those top three picks in the NBA draft. So right now you've got with the Detroit Pistons, uh, with the Houston Rockets, and the San Antonio Spurs, the three worst records in the NBA. Twenty wins is right where the Spurs are right now. When it comes to the other teams. You're you're going to see them right around. I believe, believe uh, Detroit has 16. I want to say that Houston is at 19 when it comes to those wins. So those are the three worst teams. So they all have a 14% chance of getting 
guys like Victor Wembanyama with that number one pick if depending on how the the lottery rolls. Uh, So when it comes to each one of these next games, though, these last four games, Phoenix, Portland, Minnesota, and Dallas, you still don't want to see them get anywhere close to the the next team that would be in there, which I believe is Charlotte, who has 26 wins. So just don't don't get anywhere closer to it because you want to see the development of this young talent, like we've been mentioning, guys like Champagne. But doing those unfortunately, in a loss for the program, actually helps out the future of this organization. I kind of was looking at it almost as like you're doing log rolls on a double-edged sword, where you you want to see these guys really come into their own. You want to see them have more opportunities. Champagne was saying last night he was really excited to have the 26 points, most by a two-way player in NBA history, but he was more excited about actually getting the win. It's not yeah. just about the yeah. points to him. It's it's he wants to see this team succeed and improve. But when it comes to the organization, when it comes to the future, it unfortunately is going to hurt the Spurs if they, you know, for some reason are not able to get that number one pick, depending on how the lottery goes. Like we've been mentioning, it is still fourteen percent for each team at the top, but there is a higher chance, or there's more, not a higher chance because all it's all fourteen percent, but there is the possibility of it like leaning towards not actually mm-hmm. getting to to where you want to be. Um, right. So great win for the young players. Great to see them, you know, getting getting moving forward. But again, come, comes in that, that double-edged sword because the organization overall would like to see them stay within the opportunity of getting somebody like Victor Wembanyama. And of course, if you saw the recent uh, highlights from Wembanyama, literally taking a three, missing the three, but taking one lead from around the three line for a put back dunk, yeah, that should get a lot of Spurs fans excited. We're here talking about tonight's game, Spurs Suns, with our friend Nick Mantis. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Nick underscore Mantis. And later on in the show, he'll brag about himself and uh, what he's been <laughs> doing out here in San Antonio, right here on Lockdown Spurs. When we get back, we're gonna dive into the um, to the feel good section of the uh, show, and that is congratulations to four. Four Spurs heading into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. But I want to talk to you now about game time. You got to get game time right now. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for all the fun you will have. Look, I like it. I like their flash deals and last minute tech, ticket uh, updates. Those are fun. You feel like, yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit and wait a little bit. Maybe some tickets will pop up. Yeah, that happens using game time. And also the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best, best price and you'll find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference if that happens. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you'll never have to dig through your email. Snag tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
And now I'm excited to talk about our next sponsor right here from San Antonio. Hey, San Antonio, you stay up late catching the end of the Spurs game and need of a quick pick-me-up? Look no further than Mudslingers drive through Coffee. Mudslingers is locally owned an independent coffee shop, and they're proud to make delicious coffee for our community. They do it fast and friendly, so you can get on with your day. Whether you're in the mood for a latte cold brew or a Red Bull-infused lightning bolt, I can use one of those right now. They have drinks for every single taste. They also have a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, and even caffeine-free drinks for those who want to take it easy. So swing by Mudslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee for a tasty and convenient caffeine fix right now. Located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive near Twitty, 1 1604. They're open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tell them Lockdown Spurs sent you. Life is too short for bland coffee. Go to Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee today. All right, let's go ahead and bring him back. He is Nick Mantis. And make sure to follow him on Twitter at Nick underscore Mantis. That's M-A-N-T-A-S. Did, did you ever get that? They ever say like Mantis and start thinking like, like, oh my God, we're pronouncing his name wrong. Is that that happened to you before? Sometimes, sometimes people, you know, I, I always get the the jokes when you're like in middle school and like high school. They call me like praying mantis and uh, stuff yeah. like that, and you know, it's or like with my first name Nick, they used to look call me Nickelodeon back in school. So yeah, I, I get it with both names and stuff like that. But you know, I, if, if, yeah, if somebody said I'm I, I just be like, oh, it's just mantis, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I, I might start calling you Wedge because I loved your the um the image you sent me. Yeah, uh, when oh, I said I said stand yeah. by and I get the stand by and I get wedge in this in the X Wing fighter. Love that one. <laughs> we are talking about your silver and black right here on Lockdown Spurs. And right now we're gonna talk about the big news uh for the silver and black, and that is uh whew, the dominated, dominating uh Hall of Fame class 2023 basketball hall of fame for your silver and black. Coach Popovich, Becky Hammond, Pal Gasol, Tony Parker, all in. They are going to be enshrined in basketball mortality. Let's talk about the obvious one, Nick, and that is mm-hmm. Popovich. You know, he could have been in a long time ago. Coaches don't yeah. have that retirement requirement. They can go in as long as they get nominated. But he's he's in. Mm-hmm. No brainer. We get yeah. that. But I want to ask you, Nick, is this it? Could this be the final? Could this be the perfect microphone drop for him to say, you know what? I've been there, done that. Time for me to sail off. I, I think it really depends on the off season for him. You know, uh, he's going to take some time to probably, you know, drink a, bo- a bottle of wine by himself and have some thoughts and, and you know, go, go into his his off season and, and see what he wants to do. But when it comes to, to what he's been able to do throughout his time, I mean, it, like you've mentioned, it's a no brainer. Most wins by an NBA coach in, in the history of the league. I mean, it, it makes sense to, to think about him being inducted into the hall of fame as a way for him to bow out. But he's mentioned not just recently when thinking about the hall of fame, but also when it comes to thinking about the end of his career, Mm -hmm. he was going to listen to, you know, his own thoughts and his own, if he, the voice in the back of his head that tells him that he is, doesn't want to ask guys whether or not they can stop somebody from, cutting back door or whether or not they can you know play a lot better defense if that he doesn't have that fire that urge to tell these younger guys and, and coach them in the way in which he wants to and the fiery nature that we know that he has in him if that isn't there anymore then then he'll call it but it, it's not he's not the the type of guy to, to probably you know want to go out with some you know 
huge goodbye tour in, in announcing, you know, in the off season right. that this next year would be his year. So if it's going to be pop style, it's most likely going to be, you know, a- away from everybody else, most likely during the off season. And he'll get a better time to think about where he, he wants to go and, and what he sees as far as the players that they're able to bring in and the draft that they'll be, possibly be able to have. And, and, and how he could shape this team or, or let it go off into the future. So that's why, unfortunately, it's a very, you know, kind of distant view towards, towards the future of his sure. career or, you know, as, as a head coach. But um, I, I think it, it's, it's good for us to, to let most players, especially most coaches, enjoy their offseason so they can have some more time before we speculate about, right. ah, this is it. This is, this is where he's going to be going because he's a Hall of Famer now. Absolutely. The players definitely don't want to see him leave. Uh, Zach mm-hmm. Collins said recently that selfishly he wants to pop back. Keldon, same thing. Keldon, you know, showered praise on him as saying he wishes that everybody could experience the full Popovich experience, you know, being <laughs> with them uh, right. as, yeah. as, as often as they are. So players want him back. I mean, hell, Steve Kerr uh, during the recent game versus the Warriors said that he really thought that last season was Pop's uh, farewell and he was mm-hmm. surprised to see him come back. So, yeah. You know, Pop stays in shape. Uh, you know, he talks about walking a lot in you know, the treadmill. Mm-hmm. He shows no signs of slowing down. Uh, you know, no physical things bothering him. I think it wasn't no it, ailments. Yeah. You no know, ailments. Yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. it Phil Jackson? I think Phil Jackson went through that when he was contemplating retirement. He had a back issue. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had they, a little. They, unfortunately, kind of looked like he was a little bit of like in a booster seat or something, right? You know, on, yeah. on the bench there, as tall as Phil already is. I mean, he, he yeah. didn't really need any more help there. But, <laughs> um, but what's interesting as well is that I've actually heard from people around town and just talking with different people that they might see, you know, him retire, Coach Pop retiring as a possibility for the organization to move forward. So I would really ask probably Spurs fans that are out here listening to this, what do you guys think? Do you think it's there's a possibility for for Cop to, to move on? Would you want to see Coach Pop move on? Or do you feel like the players do where, you know, it, it's, a, it's an honor to be coached by him and this young group still needs him to be there when it comes to their development moving forward? It'd be interesting to hear. Who knows? I mean, the Spurs do win the lottery or even get number two. Yeah. You, you know, that may rejuvenate him. Be like, oh, I get a chance to coach Wembenyana, you know, right. and really, you know, sail off uh, feeling good about the organization that I gave him the pop, you know, you know, season taste, you know, to get his uh, career going, even for a guy like, you know, Scoot Henderson, Brandon right. Miller, whatnot. So, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I still don't know. I don't think anybody will know until we see that press release or, you know, an image on the Spurs website, a la Tim Duncan, where he just mm-hmm. left the uh, image of an of a letter mm-hmm. saying uh, adios. There, you know, we've seen this before, like looking for signs if this is not or this is their final farewell. So I'll give you an example. Tim Duncan, when he exited uh, the game versus Oklahoma City, which was his final uh, NBA game in the playoffs, he, he put his head down and pointed to the sky and number one, and he, that was it. Mm-hmm. Popovich did something very similar. Uh, you know, at the last home game in San Antonio uh, during pregame uh, introductions, yeah, he stared at the five banners uh, for a good two, three minutes and just couldn't keep his eyes off it. So mm-hmm. was he reflecting like, man, look what I've done. Uh, Popovich always said, too, that he would always bow out when Tim Duncan bowed out. That didn't happen. He said he would bow out after he would honor LaMarcus Aldridge's time in San Antonio. That didn't happen. So. 
You just don't know with Popovich. But if there's a better way for him to go out and then to join the big three, the three guys that made him uh, the coach that he is now. Look, that, I'm not putting them down. He says it too, Nick. Mm-hmm. He often says, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Tim Duncan. He's always Tim Duncan, no titles, basically. So right, right. He knows it. Yeah, at the end but of yes, the game, at the end of the day, yeah, it's all it's always the guys who are taking the shots. I mean, yeah. you know, other legendary coaches like Bill Belichick will always say, you know, I'm I'm just here. It's the the guys who are out there playing that that make you know these actual opportunities for me to have success. I can only coach them. They have to actually go mm-hmm. out there and do it. So, um, you know, would it be would it be interesting to see, like you've mentioned, the big three and and guys also like we're we'll get into next with Tony Parker and and you know, Paul Gasol and right. even guys like Manu, these, this international talent that has come through the Spurs as the history of this organization. I think you, we have to give a lot of credit to Coach Pop and the way in which he was able to bring those guys in and have tremendous championship success with guys like that, which then leads to us really getting excited about international talent like Victor Whip and Yama. Mm-hmm. We're, we're now looking and making our our the, the scouts in the NBA go and, and take the international talent extremely seriously. When you see that ha- has first originated and started with having such international success from the Spurs and the way in which they were able to develop. And, and I think that, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to coach Bob and what he was able to do with guys like Mono and TP and, and the availability that, or the, the ability that they've had to show the world that there's talent mm-hmm. all over. And, Absolutely. I, and, I, and I think that that's what, in a way, you can kind of look at the, the Spurs who are going into the Hall of Fame right now. Each one of them, in their own way, has changed the game of basketball for the better. Absolutely. He is Nick Mantis right here on Lockdown Spurs. We're talking about the Spurs heading into the Basketball Hall of Fame. When we get back, we're going to talk about Becky, Tony, and uh, Pau Gasol as they enter basketball immortality. But I want to talk to you about Better Help. Hey, this show episode is sponsored by Better Help. Look. Getting help, you know, it's not always easy, but that's where better help comes in. They make it easy for you. So getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's helpful to learn about positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, what empowers you, the best vision for yourself. So, yeah, that's where you got to go and check out BetterHelp. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get yourself 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Autobots, roll out. We're back right here with Nick Mattis on Lockdown Spurs. He is back, and I got to ask you, Nick, are you secretly a mega nerd like me? Um, I have my moments. There are certain moments. moments. Okay, I have my okay. moments. I, I'm, I'm, I, I will give a lot of the credit to the nerds around me in my life. My, my brother, uh, grew up, uh, really big on, on, we were always, you know, big, big movie guys. We always were, he was also a big, uh, Tom Clancy fan. Uh, and then, uh, now, um, I've 
my girlfriend is a huge comic book fan and a huge mm-hmm. Marvel and, and Star right. Wars. And, and so uh, the, the nerds that are around me in my life have always made sure that I've benefited from the experiences that they've had throughout their, mm-hmm. their, their world. So I, I'm, I'm just vicariously living through and, and picking up little things here and there. This show can go off the rails sometimes with other oh, guests that are, that, that are big nerds <laughs> like me. No, look, I know you, you appreciate it. You're probably like there's throwing a bullet and then shooting a bullet. You know, that's me. I'm shooting a bullet, you know, when it comes to uh, nerddom. So th- we've <laughs> had a show one time that went off the rails so bad. Uh, we released it anyway. And, and there we were just laughing because it went from, I think, I, I think it was last season. It went from talking about some crazy overtime win the Spurs had. And then within mm-hmm. minutes, we should been a parallel. Like, oh, it was like Thanos getting the gauntlet. And then like, speaking of the gauntlet, and then it just took off. And then next thing you know, I'm like, wait a minute, we got to get back on track here. So uh, we'll try not to let that happen here with Nick. Right we'll reel it house. in. We'll reel it in, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick, uh, Becky Hammond. Yeah. And I think the word is finally, because mm. she has been nominated time after time after time. I'm going to guess it's about her fourth, fifth nomination. She's mm-hmm. finally in. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it, it begs the question: Why? You know, I mean, I guess now, I guess she's a coach and a player, and maybe that helped, but still, a little baffling for me, Nick. Yeah, it, it's it's taken it's taken a little bit uh, too long, uh, especially after the you know great career that she was able to have as a player, um, you know, a six-time WNBA All-Star, and and now to see her, like you said, you know, not only changing the game of basketball and the way in which you know she was able to become the the first female coach in in NBA full-time female coach in NBA history, uh, and then her first year as a Las Vegas Aces head coach, she wins the WNBA championship. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what she's been able to do throughout her playing career and her coaching career. And I think after the WNBA championship, people were saying, okay, enough is enough. Like she needs to be in the hall of fame. It needs to happen. And and that's what's been so remarkable over these last couple of months is seeing them, you know, uh, the, the, you know, I think the, the world and the eyes and the judges of basketball really saying we, we need to be extremely inclusive and extremely understanding of this, this wonderful game that we all love is for everyone. And to see Becky Hammond finally getting in, it shows this narrative that we see for for all of us that the world is changing, we're changing, and and those who can not only coach but play basketball and dominate in basketball is not just for your your cookie cutter type of people we've always seen go in the Hall of Fame. It's for for everyone, especially after the women's NCAA championship game that we just watched, which was an incredible performance of talent from both sides. I mean, it was just this this game is getting so much better and so much more skilled. And I think it's credit to people like Becky Hammond who are continue to push this game forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, despite the fact that her getting looked over or at least passed on uh, several times already, you know, finally in. But what what a way to get in. I mean, the class mm-hmm. is just stacked. You know, yeah. it's not just the uh, four Spurs. There's Dwayne Wade. There's Dirk Nowitzki. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, this is a powerhouse Hall of Fame class. I, mean, I did. I was at Manu's last summer. OK. And he was a, he was the headliner. Mm-hmm. You know, this year's like pick one. They, they could be ahead of right. pop, sure. Dirk, sure. Wade, sure. Becky, sure. You know, the list goes on and on. But yeah, congratulations to Becky. You know, who knows if her past will still come back to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if she um, stayed in the WNBA and right. just rack up that dominance that she's uh, creating with Las Vegas. So kudos to her. So finally, congratulations, Becky. 
Then there's a uh, Pau Gasol. Now he mm-hmm. didn't, you know, didn't start his career in San Antonio. He didn't end his career in San Antonio, but he had a good chunk of time in San Antonio. He'd always felt that he was just like a couple years off from joining San Antonio. He always felt like a spur. Yeah. And then, you know, he finally came in, you know, contributed as best he could considering he was already at the back end of his career. But there, nevertheless, he wore the silver and black jersey and part of that international talent that the Spurs really covet, Nick. Absolutely. And it just goes back to like we were mentioning with, with Coach Pop and the coaching staff and, and the guys who they want to get those international players the you know, the, 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 the love and, and the respect that they deserve. And, and like you're mentioning, you know, after his great run with the Lakers and, and Kobe, he goes to the Bulls and he comes to San Antonio for 2017 to 2019. And the ability that he had later years to still have dominant performances. Sure. There are a couple of injuries here and there, but take advantage, take for example, the 2017, 2018 season, the guy had 16 double doubles and a triple wow. double. I mean, that is just absolutely incredible, especially at that time in his career. I mean, this this is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we we would love to have seen him as a spur earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. But to, to still get a performance like that through the time that he so fittingly came to the Spurs later on, it, it just goes to show you what an incredibly talented player Pal Gasol was. Yeah, and, and I still think about how the Lakers were able to swindle the Grizzlies out of Pau Gasol. I mean, just absolutely <laughs> just swindle him out of Memphis. Just stole him in the middle of the just night. Just stole him. I mean, just him. crazy. And then finally, uh, Tony Parker. It, you know, Nick, I know you're new to San Antonio, uh, so yeah. perhaps a fresh uh, eyes from outside of the city will help. But when it was announced that Parker was nominated for the Basketball Hall of Fame, there was a kind of a... A good segment, a good chunk of people saying that he is not first ballot worthy. That people were saying, there was actually people saying that they would be surprised if he gets in in the first ballot. Here we are. He's a first ballot nominee and he's now elected. He's going in. Hmm. To hear that, Nick, are you a little stunned to even hear that? That was kind of a talk here, even in San Antonio, whether or not TP was a first ballot um, Hall of Famer. Well, as a new resident of this area, I will say from the outside looking in, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily like Tony Parker, period. And that has to go with his social situations outside of basketball and yep. what he did with his you know, former man. And that, I think, is a way in which people are judging him. But if you look at the basketball altogether, because that's obviously with the Hall of Fame we're talking about right here, six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, four-time NBA champ, uh, 2006-2007 Finals MVP, the guy was incredible at his position of not only averaging you know, 15 points a game, but he's a distributor to making sure that the guys around him had the success that they did. Incredible point guard that really, I think, changed the game when it comes to looking at guys you know, that may be a little bit more on the smaller side who, who are able to distribute and, and have the the, the speed and the passion that you see with guys now like Trey Jones getting a triple-double just the other night. I mean, it's just more and more we see guys like Tony Parker who I think, again, if we had to put a neon sign on top of the, you know, the Spurs that are going into the Hall, Hall of Fame uh, this this year, it's that they every single one of them in their own way changed the game of basketball for the better. And I think Tony Parker, basketball-wise, was incredibly talented. 
regardless of what anybody thinks about him when it comes to things that he did outside of basketball. I, I think he, he yeah. as a basketball player, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Even if he never stepped foot in the NBA, I think he's just his international career could get Oh, him. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. what he did for Team France and just the French basketball is just incredible on and off the court. You mm. Say what you will about him, you know, personal life <laughs> off the court. Sure. But basketball wise, off the court, he's done well to promote the basket, the game of basketball, whether it be opening up boys and girls clubs in France, basketball clinics, basketball gyms, and then, of course, representing France in the Olympics. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Euro tournaments and whatnot. Mm. So, but combined with his NBA uh, record, and the last resume, you know, to me, it was a no brainer. I was a little, yeah. I was a little shocked that even some, some, not all, just some Spurs fans were saying, now nah, he ain't a first ballot. I was like, you got, you guys out of your mind. And that was my first thought. You guys out of your mind. Like, yeah. Do you not see what I see? Did I miss something? Is there a, 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 a box that he didn't check to get in? Just something. But no, you know, what he did in a Spurs uniform was incredible. And I always forget he was the forgotten one of the best forgotten point guards in the era of the point guard when he was, when he was playing and mm. back then, it, I mean, he's still playing, but it was CP three, Deron Williams, Jason right. Kidd, you know, Steve Nash, you, you know, a lot of love was given to those guys, but yeah. Tony Parker was the one racking up titles. Tony Parker was the one racking up wins. Tony Parker was racking up an MVP finals uh, trophy. Because it wasn't so, all about Tony, you know, right. yeah, just yeah. go back, go back to that again. It's not, he, he, didn't want it to just be, you know, let me get my, my 25 and 10. Like I, I need these other guys. I need, you know, Tim Duncan, I needed Manu. I need them to all come together so we could win these championships, which is why, you know, it, it goes back to team basketball and the, the, the things that, that the Spurs are known for. And, and I think that it's just, it was just a beautiful game to watch when, when he was playing. Right. Do, do you think um, that what may have, you know, got that debate starting whether he's a first ballot or not was because a guy like, you know, I'm not knocking him, you know, he mm -hmm. definitely had a great career, but a guy like Tim Hardaway got in last summer. Mm. You, you know, to me, you know, Tim Hardaway, good player, but I don't know if it was the, that level, uh, mm. but Tim Hardaway got in. But still, even if you compare the resumes, it's still Tony Parker by a mile. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you want to, and I think a lot of people will look at it like, you know, if we're going off of just their their career and the success individually, yeah. or if you want to go off of NBA championships, uh, you know, who because that's where we started talking about the goat talk when we go to you know Michael and LeBron and Kobe and that that whole conversation. Um, because if you you have you know like a Tim Hardaway was a five time All Star, you know, five time All NBA, average seventeen points a game. I mean, mm -hmm. this, these these guys have the ability to to really change an entire game, uh, and and if if you're gonna let you know Tim Hardaway in and and you don't consider Tony, then I, I think we have a problem. Um, yeah. And so I, I think you know there's a lot of people who you know maybe um, you know didn't didn't don't maybe overlooked Tony because of the team basketball and because of the way in which he played. But you know I, I definitely see it as like so you, as you were mentioning, extremely well deserving given what he was able mm -hmm. to do. And if you want to go a step beyond that. When Manu was nominated, there was a segment of just NBA notables saying that they didn't know if he was first ballot. It was mm. crazy, Nick. It was, I mean, I, 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 maybe I can understand a little bit with TP, but mm. Manu, for me, it was like, you guys are just out of your mind. But hey, he's in. That's all that matters. By the way, Nick, you ever been to the uh, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame? Like physically been there? I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Were you surprised? Experience. 
were you surprised just like me to see that it's actually connected to a strip mall? Um, you know, it, I, I blame city planners for all that. Okay. You know, I, I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts, so it's not that yeah. far away from Springfield. Um, you know, the, the, the area in, in which it's in, um, the Springfield, you know, will, will have it as its claim to fame in, in that situation. But, um, but the, the thing is, is that it's not, you know, you, you got to still drive a little bit to get to yes. the actual building. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but, it, but there is a strip mall that that's close to it. And, and I just, yeah. I blame city planners. I don't, I don't blame anybody else in, in that sense. It's yeah. just, that was, was just yeah. a bad decision altogether. Yeah. So. I was stunned because I was, I, I um, stayed a little ways outside of Springfield mm-hmm. and I was driving in to go to the ceremony and slash check out the hall. Mm-hmm. I saw a subway sandwich shop and I might, and I, but I saw that big tower mm-hmm. with the, with the, uh, that the, where the trophy is, you know, based off of. And, um, I say no, that's not it. That can't be it. There's a subway that's sandwich not, shop no way. there. No way. Yeah, no way. I was like, there's that. That can't be it. And I pull up, I exit, I take a right, I pull in, drive up. I go, nope. There's a subway sandwich, and then a Cold Stone ice cream shop connecting to it <laughs> as well. But never, it's a beautiful spot. But it's a lot right. smaller than I thought it'd be. I mean, not, right. uh, so I thought it'd be this massive, you know, NY mirror, um, you know, a museum mile, you know, kind of big building but it was like it was, like a campus nice almost yeah, yeah like a, like it it a, having campus, a campus yeah. around it yeah and yeah. i think that's what a lot of people think when they think of you know the the buildings of these monuments and where they should be but there's also an aspect of of tourism you know if people mm-hmm. are going to come see it you know if i'm gonna i'm gonna put a subway sandwich or a cold stone right next to it if i own one of those I'm franchises gonna yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get that money I, and i yeah. kind of go back to a little bit closer to home here where you did well, the first time I, I walked up on the alamo and I see all these stores and shops all around it. I, I was shocked. And any, yeah. anybody who I know who visits it for the first time is like, I thought it was out, you know, in a certain, yeah. you know, somewhere else. It, it wasn't. It wasn't right here in the middle of the town with all these stores and shops and buildings around it. But it makes sense, you know, if people yeah. are going to come here, you know, might as well have something right next to it. So it makes it, and I and I get uh-huh. it. Here's a little uh, tidbit, everybody. The uh, actual induction ceremony is not in the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's actually in a different mm. building um, uh, uh, across the highway. And a lot of people think like, oh, you because when I went, there's like, oh, did you see everything? How was it afterwards? And then see it. I go, no, no, you got to drive. They're like separate buildings to go to. And one's like go a, to the uh, other like one. A theater. Gotcha. Yeah. One's okay. a theater and one's, okay. one's in the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. But congratulations to Becky, Tony, Pop, and Powell. Uh, well-deserved. They'll be enshrined into basketball immortality this summer. We'll have it all covered here, right here for you on Locked On Spurs. Nick, is that that time that we all look forward to when you brag about mm. yourself? We love this. We love this moment. What is cooking? What you got going on? How can fans interact with you? And especially your IG. I didn't realize you bring that kind of game on the IG. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I didn't no, know yeah, you're I, that level. And Nick, tell us about it. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm that level, but but I definitely want to make sure that I'm I'm on all platforms and 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 getting things to where people can see not just my personality, but the ability that I have to voice how we feel about whether or not your team tank or your team not. You know, just have have fun at the end of the season for the Spurs. Um, and one thing that I posted was was you know, yeah, you, you get the win over the Kings, but why? But why? Because you know you're still going to have that 14 percent with the possibility of getting the number one pick because you have one of the three worst records. But I wanted to just kind of show it's like, but just just stop winning. You know it's it's pretty it's pretty much locked in at this point with these last four games. But you know if you if you could stay right in there and you you, you know 
uh, can can have that percentage right where you need it. I mean, it's 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 good for improvement and it's good for for excitement moving forward. But just just keep it right there. We don't we don't need yeah, any more <laughs> more wins. Yeah. So, um, like you mentioned before, you know, this episode, you know, my my Twitter uh, Nick underscore Mantis, um, always tweeting out uh, different updates on on things that I'm I'm working on. There was a a great journalism conference that I was at this past weekend uh, for the Society of Professional Journalists. And then, um, you know, I'm always posting, you know, different videos and updates on my Instagram, which is at Nick Mantis TV. Um, and then um, start uh, revamping my uh, my YouTube page that I have, um, which is also at Nick Mantis TV. So, um, so yeah, so freelancing and doing a bunch of work here in town. Um, and if you, you know, you're able to uh, see me around and, and want to come say hi don't be shy i'm always always friendly with with meeting new people and and talking talking some game talking some spurs and talking just sports in general so um my experience over this last four years yeah, as a sports broadcaster has uh has really lent me opportunities to learn from all different kinds of people and and talk all different kinds of sports so um really excited to be here in town as i've mentioned and, and to continue um, covering all, all of our teams in, in this area. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and I, you know, I mean, obviously I, I applaud Nick with his IG stuff because I don't do that. <laughs> right. And then I don't, I don't I just don't have time for that. And right. so when I saw Nick uh, doing his thing with about the Spurs winning against the Kings, I was like, have I had time to do that? Have I just had time <laughs> to do that? That'd be awesome. But once again, make sure to follow Nick on Twitter at Nick underscore Mantis, M A N T A S. And subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, the list goes on and on. And for your second listen, check out Lockdown Game to Game. Every uh, NBA recap, result, box score, whatnot, they got it all covered for you at Lockdown Game Game to Game NBA. One more thing about Lockdown Spurs, it's also on the Ken's 5 Plus app. So for Nick Mantis, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting on a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> Thank you.